following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Go! <laughs> go! Dallas Cowboys! It is a victory Monday here on Talking Cowboys as the Dallas Cowboys take control of the NFC East. Once again, they have a three-game lead with four to play after a 27-20 win over the Washington football team, and we are here to talk about it on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game. Welcome into the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco. We've got Heckma Harrison. We've got Isaiah Stanback. Rob Phillips is actually stuck in Washington, but we're going to get him on the phone coming up here in just a little bit. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and gentlemen, it feels great for it to be another Victory Monday. It feels good. No such thing as a bad Victory it feels Monday. Real, it feels real good, Kyle, to be 9-4 and four mm. and your defense to pull one out for you. Again? Again. <laughs> Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I'm telling you words that you didn't even think about saying last year. Not even a think little bit. Think about that. Think about that. This is the same defense that was historically bad for your franchise. We've been playing football with the Cowboys for 60 years, mm-hmm. and they hadn't had a worse defense than that. This is the scab years, lockout, all of that. Yep. And your defense has pulled out two for you. Mm. I'll take it. You can even argue that it's been more than two, but definitely two in a row. Two in sure. a row, yeah. No doubt about it, but it was sloppy toward the end, and we're going to talk about it. Mm. It wasn't good from the offense throughout much of the game, and we're going to talk about it. But at first, I mean, you have to give credit to where credit is due, and that is the defensive side of the football because they balled out again. 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 Did you expect it to come at this rate, this quickly, with a, a Dan Quinn turnaround, or is this just a cherry on top? I, I didn't expect it to be this dominant. Um, I think if we go all the way back to when Dan Quinn first got hired, I, th- you know, I th- think I stand on, I stood on a pedestal and said that he was going to turn this culture around yeah. pretty doggone quick. Um, but I, I don't think anybody expected it, you know, it to turn around in the way it has in terms of these guys being absolutely dominant. I did, but I, I think I thought they were going to be productive. Um, but what you're seeing right now with the addition of Michael Parsons and Diggs playing well and all the, the defensive front, this front seven is absolutely. You know, it was the first game back with these guys. Um, aside from like what the 30 snaps they had prior to this mm-hmm. game. So, I mean, this was this was awesome to see. And these guys, they, they showed up and showed up. All right, let me just read off some stats because it's phenomenal. I know you're not a stats guy, Isaiah, but this tells mm-hmm. the story. Okay. Taylor Heineke, 11 of 25 for 122. Mm. Just one touchdown, just Facts. one interception, 55.8 passer rating. And that touchdown was really a heave, and his receiver went up and made just a phenomenal play. 55.8. Sims on the back end, 55.8 okay. in the rating. How about Antonio Gibson, who just tore you up last year, right? Mm. I mean, 120, 130, 140 on the ground. Served you Mm. on Thanksgiving last year. 10 rushes, 36 yards. Mm. He had a long of 13. Talk about it. Mm, Isn't that great? That is great. I mean, there was really nothing going for Washington overall. They had 100 yards on the ground, Mm -hmm. which 
was just kind of by committee or by committee as the game went along. Kyle Allen had eleven and O's on just that one rush, and then they had the four takeaways, four turnovers from the Washington side, and it came in different fashions, different forms, and all of those key players you wanted back on defense, ECMA, they stepped up and made huge plays at different times in the game. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Talking about being reunited. Man, this is um I mean and to see them play not only that, before we go into Tank, before we go into Randy, Neville Gallimore. Yes, sir. Man. I mean, you want you have to make an immediate impact and 96 is immediate impact on this defense. He did some things that obviously we we missed out on with Urban just gobbling up blocks, but not only did he gobble up blocks, we talked all week about maintaining and dominating the line of scrimmage and how we had to meet their tempo and their pace. I think we did that. Yep. I think we did that up front. And we've been missing that. We've been missing just the complete domination by our defensive line, being able to go into games and say, you know what, now, dog, now, dog, not today. And that's what everybody's been asking for. And we finally get it on defense. We finally get that on defense, and you see the cast of characters that we have back, have back. The only thing that, to me, I think when you look further down the line, all right, we're going to have this victory Monday, but, you know, look, I think there are some teams out there that have a better better offensive lines, that have a better running game, and our guys may be a little bit lighter, uh, but I think with the quickness that they're playing with, explosiveness that they're playing with, that's going to nullify anybody they play come up against. Yeah, that defense, I mean, Neville Gallimore on the, the sack that he had just – destroyed the offense flying he did that on a couple of occasions and speaking of being reunited we are reunited with rob phillips now on well, the P. what's up Pete? rob p island on the phone everybody live from where are you at right now rob reunited and it feels so good Ooh, <laughs> you like that so good so good i'm in baltimore right now okay we're, we're about to head out and catch a flight home there you so go maybe maybe catch media access today we'll we'll see Ooh, good to be on with you guys Hard, hard working as always. So I want to hear from your perspective being at the game. What was, what was the atmosphere like? Because there was a lot of excitement around it. There was a lot of talk in the metropolitan area leading into it. And then, of course, Cowboys Nation has been excited all year long, and they're always going to show out. So what was the atmosphere like, and how did it evolve as the game went along? Well, we, we've talked about it on the show how – the Cowboys nation is really well represented in the DC Baltimore area. And you saw it yesterday. You saw it pregame. I mean, there were some late arrivals with Washington fans, but there was a large segment of blue in FedEx field. And that's, that's not unusual, but it seemed a little bit more than usual. And I wonder how much of it was, you know, Washington, I think were two and six at one point, and maybe they give some fans give up their tickets, you know, the Cowboys (laughs) fans a, a while back. Um, but it, yeah, it was well represented. I mean, when the Cowboys are good, and this is a good football team despite their issues right now uh, at nine and four, fans are going to travel, and that, that's certainly what happened yesterday. And like you guys just said, the defense gave them a show. They gave them a show, and, and what was it like early on when it was so dominant? I mean, twenty-four to nothing was the lead at the end of the first half. You really had everything working for you on defense. It was putting your offense in good scenarios. D- did the crowd feed into that at all? Like it was almost like a halfway home game. Yeah, absolutely, and I think yeah, kind of like a get-right game is what it kind of felt like. But I mean, I know you guys are going to get into the offense, and mm-hmm. it, you know they did have that forty-one-yard drive in the, I think, first quarter with Amari Cooper with a touchdown, and you kind of felt like, okay, 
even even the field goal drive early, the first drive of the game, you kind of felt like, okay, they're going to kind of settle in. Uh, it never quite got there. But, yeah, I, I think, I think you know, the, the fans were energized. I mean, it kind of felt like uh, they, they've got something rolling here. And, look, you know, they came up here last year and, and did not play well, missing so many key guys. So I think fans were looking forward to that, having Dak back, having all those key players back. Pete, um, just take me back to your seat in the booth, and you're sitting there after the first, it's halftime. What are you? What is on your mind? We're up twenty-four to zero. What are you saying? I'm saying Heck was right with his prediction. I think, <laughs> I think that's kind of what I was thinking. You, you called it. I mean, it was going to be, uh, you know, a beatdown, and the Cowboys, talent-wise, are a better team than Washington. Uh, you know, especially with the with the players that they're missing, um, but there's still. It kind of felt like at halftime, though, there's still something missing. Those points, mo- most of those points, were a product of what the defense was doing. And it's funny how when the season started, we felt like, okay, if the defense could just be improved, yep. this offense is so good that the Cowboys are going to win this division. Yep. Now it now it's kind of like can the offense carry what the defense is doing right now and look there's there's four games left mm-hmm. and there you know not four weeks ago but a few weeks beyond that we felt like okay this offense can't be stopped there's still time to fix it um but if we want to nitpick here and i don't, I don't think it's just nitpicking because of the quality of the nfc offense has got to be better no yep. question about it you kind of heard that from uh, the the post game reaction last night too. Dak said it, Zeke said it, Amari said it. I mean, everybody who talked that was on the offensive side of the football yesterday mentioned that this isn't the standard because even when you look at the stats, you go all the way up and down: three hundred and twenty three yards, two hundred through the air, one hundred on the ground. You only had the two takeaways. They were both pretty blatant turnovers, and we'll talk about that here coming up in a moment. But you you feel good about the statistics of your offense. You don't feel good about the standard. That's the difference. The statistics are fine right now for an average NFL offense. This is not supposed to be an average NFL offense, right? Yeah, the standard is unstoppable. That's what the standard is because that's what they were like in October when they're putting up 40-point games. And, look, they had a 40-point game a few weeks ago, but, man, that doesn't seem – that that that's the aberration of the post by seven game stretch wherever yeah. we're at right now. So yeah, um, the standard is pick your poison. We can run you over. We can win any type of man coverage you want to throw at us. And right now, that's not happening. I mean, I, I don't want to step on too much of what you guys got going the rest of the show, but I will say, no, I'll step on no, it, Pete. Yeah, step all over it. Okay, but I will say, offensively, <laughs> uh, they did a better job running the ball early. You know, and they, they, they used their offensive line depth. They had a loaded jumbo package on the offensive line to mm-hmm. kind of get that going a little bit. That worked. Zeke at one point was averaging almost five yards of carry despite being banged up. That's encouraging. Um, but the passing game still needs a lot of work, and Dak Prescott admits that, you know. And, and like you referenced with the two interceptions, I don't know where he's going with the ball. You know, I, I, it's, it's misplaced passing, but it's also – how well are you see in the field? I don't think he saw Holcomb on the interception. So, mm-hmm. and I think he was a he was a tick late. Dalton Schultz was open. So there's just things like that. You know, there, there's there's always more than one reason why the offense isn't clicking. And and recently it's been look they've been missing guys. I think that was a factor. But they got guys back now, and it's still not in sync where it needs to be. So uh, you can't really use that as an excuse. 
Rob, if you had to point to one one reason, one flaw as to why we are having a flutter offensively, what would you what would you put your finger on? Well, I was actually going to ask you because I think <laughs> I, the former quarterback on the show, the quarterback on the show, because I I don't. We were talking about this post game press box ride home. Dak was asked about it. What? What what's the reason for the issues he's having? Is he just not seeing the field well enough? I mean, I think ultimately when it all comes down to it, there's other factors, but he's got to play at his best. And when he's at his best, this offense is unstoppable. But um, uh, what we saw yesterday was he was just off more than anything. I thought the protection was better uh, than it's been in recent weeks. All right, Rob, we're going to say goodbye to you, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Have a safe trip back. Thanks for calling in and having some fun with us. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Rob. Here we go. The great Rob P. Island, as always, out in the airport. And we always had to get his his voice and get him on the show, but uh, he brought up some very good points about this offense Mm -hmm. and the flutter. What would you – do to ask or to answer your own question about what what is wrong with the offense? What would be that number one thing you pointed to? I think our run game was better. We still have to be better okay. uh, offensively on, on the ground. I think we still need to initiate a better, more consistent, more dominant run game. I think that's still even with all of our offensive weapons at the receiver in position. I think the the root and the core of our of this of this offense is still the run game. Uh, so they have to figure out a way to become more consistent there to take some of the stress off of Dak. In terms of Dak, Dak's just not playing well. That's, that's there's no skating around it. I've been saying it for I don't know how many weeks now. Um, I've been the bad guy uh, when I when I've said that. But the facts are, you know, our our third down percentage has suffered because Dak hasn't been that great efficient throwing the ball. Um, Dak has a seventy five point five average or QB rating over the last four games. Mm. That's that's what the stats show. I know I'm not a stats guy, but that's that's what it shows. Um, his mechanics are off. His decision making is off. He's a little bit delayed in his decision making. When he does decide to throw the ball, um, he's not, he's not mechanically um, or you know sound. Um, so I mean. I don't know. There's a lot that you could really point to. Overall, he has to take a deep dive into himself and say, hey, what the heck is going on? Because after that last interception, just even the expression on his face, he looked like he was almost lost. Hmm. What What does that tell you when you see a quarterback lost, though? Overwhelmed. Really? Overwhelmed. I don't know if he. I don't <laughs> you know, think it's pressure? I don't know. I don't know if he. I don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going on in his life either. Okay. Right? I, mean, there, I mean, there's a whole lot of stress. Everybody <laughs> has point. stressors. Everybody yeah. has stressors that, that throws them off their game in work, right? If we, mm-hmm. we come in some days, we're not on top of our game, you know, because of things we have going on at home or right. stressors with other, other things, whatever responsibilities we have. So we don't know what's all going on with him, but we do see the result of whatever is going on with him, whether that be mm-hmm. mental, whether that be physical, whether that be the demands, whether, whatever that is. It's it's carrying over to the field and it is affecting his ability to play at the level that we expect him to play and the level that he expects himself to play. What do you think? I, I'm going to go with that um, because I, I feel as though uh, the first interception, mechanics bad. Yep. Trying to fit a ball in between two defenders and it sails on you. That's easy, right? The second one, you didn't see the guy. Del Rio went from, from man to man under and you didn't see 55 lurking, right? And that's... That's something that, as, as an NFL quarterback, you can't do. But you see it happen week in and week out. We knew that this defense did not handle the quick pass as well. So a lot of time, what were we doing? We were doing trying those five-yard passes and hoping that we get yak on them. Those things weren't happening for us either. Mm-hmm. My major concern, if we're going to have one on a, on a victory Monday, it's going to be red zone efficiency. 
That's it. And I think red zone efficiency, you, a lot of the who's culpable is the offensive coordinator as well. I think, I think we have to be better with our play design and play call. I don't know if they were trying to save something because you're going to play this team again. Uh, but at the same time, I just felt as though offensively, it never actually got going. Right? I just felt as though, look, even from the beginning, even from when we kicked the first field goal, I'm like, damn, we kept the ball five minutes, and now we're kicking the field goal. Yep. Here we go again with this. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're going the length of the field, and you're doing some great things offensively. Stat-wise, we talked about where the running game needs to be. It's the red zone. If we can't, we get down there that many times and we're not able to actually get that in one of six in the red zone. There are your points right there. Mm. If you're scoring those points, then nobody's even talking about how Dak looked. Even if he plays the game that he's playing right now, if you're able to turn around and hand the ball to Corey Clement and he runs in for, for a touchdown, that kind of band-aids some of the woes that you're having. But how about this? We hadn't been, we've been talking about Dak and MVP caliber type of performances, and now we have an adjustment by defenses and, and obviously some mechanics or calf or whatever's going on with him right now. The offense has time right now with the next four weeks to catch up and catch fire and at least get back in a rhythm. You hadn't had your, your, your wide receivers. Your running back has been hurt for a lot of this, this run. I saw a team yesterday – that literally knew that they had punched that team in the mouth. They were finished, 24-0. And one thing, and I, and, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, sometimes when you're a young team, you have to, you have to learn how to win, especially when it's not a, a back and forth. You got them down. You took your foot off the gas. You let them back in yeah, this game. Did. No, no, that's, that's, that's facts. But I, I don't, I'm not going to take the pressure off, off of Dak because I wouldn't take the pressure off myself if I was in that same position. And the reality, no, you're a quarterback in the NFL absolutely. for the number one franchise. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm, I'm not going to say anything disrespectful, but Dak is not playing well at all. And yeah. he knows that. He knows that. If it was me out there, it would be the same way. I would be sitting there watching film like crazy. What the heck is going on with me? He, there, was a, there was at least two more passes that should have been intercepted. That should have been intercepted. And we could say shoulda, coulda, woulda, but the reality is he threw the ball to the, into, in the, to, to the chest of two other players, and they just did drop the ball. Right, so there should have been four interceptions. So when you start thinking about the the what should have and what could have been, I could have put my team in a really bad position, in a really bad position. As we start going back into into some of the some of the uh, the stat lines that he's had, he's he's what fifty eight on the on the fifty eight. 40, no, 58, 70 something. All these, all these uh, quarterback ratings are just yeah. bad, right? Yeah, these QBR ratings have just been bad. The third down efficiency, we're 38% on third down. That's bad. That, and that was one of our better ones. That was one of our better, better, better yeah, third down conversions, right? Seven, seven of 18 we're, on we're two of what? Third two down. of 13 last week? Yep. So, I mean, this is a problem. These are, these are red flags. These are, hey, hey, address this. And if you don't address this, don't talk about the playoffs. Because you, you'll be satisfied to get there, but you won't get past the first round. Oh, we're going to see about that. I'm just saying, if you continue to play like this, yeah. you, playoff football jumps up stages, just leaps and bounds. But let me, I, I, this is my question. When you have teams that have won the Super Bowl, and at this point in the season, you can go back. Let's go back to TB12 last year, 75 at this time. Okay. And they had, to, had no running game, no passing game, and they looked like they were dead in the water. They reestablish the, the running game. Their defense picks up the armor and, and, yep. and carries them through. It, it, Tom Brady gets a lot of that credit, but it was what their defense did at the end of the, of the year Absolutely. and their running game. We give a lot of credit. We're, we're on Ezekiel Elliott about everything, He's hurt. but ex, except for the fact that this offense is top five 
offensively. Mm-hmm. We're top 10 in the running game. Where's the disconnect? Where, where, I mean, you don't like stats, but, this, but they are what they are, mm-hmm. all right? If this man is having a few bad games and he needs to get it together, I think we all trust that Dak is the quarterback that can get it together yes. unless he's hurting there's something going on that we don't know about. I think you guys are more on the same page than no, you no, think. No, no, I think well, we're on the same page. Give yeah. me a second for just to, to kind of rebuttal this back and forth because you're saying they can figure it out. You're saying they need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I completely agree on mm-hmm. both accounts. But the, the stats early on with the explosion of offense are why you were ranked right where you ranked at the moment. Yeah. Right. You're not ranked there because of the last six games. Yeah. You're ranked there because of the first seven. But you can't, but you can't take that away, though. No, you can't. But you can get back to that. You can and we, we expect to get back to that. The Cowboys expect to get there. But they haven't been the last six weeks. That's a month and a half of the season cool. where they haven't played well. You can disregard it. I mean, in the clear comparison between... Dallas Cowboys this year and Tampa Bay last year. Tampa Bay had a had a new new quarterback with a new system with a new coach trying to figure out an offense and some receivers that he had nothing no idea about. That was their situation last year, and they continually got stronger as the year progressed. This is the same coach, but, same quarterback, same everything. But they've had some injuries. The Cowboys have been banged up a lot more than Tampa Bay was last year. The core of this team, everybody was out there yesterday, correct? Sure. Okay, offensive, yeah. except for TP. Everybody was out there yesterday. Yes, except okay? for Tony so Everybody was out there. So you did lose both of your tackles along the way, though. You lost both of your tackles along the way, but they were missing both of their defensive ends, one of their premier defensive linemen. They were missing their dogs, too. Mm-hmm. So in terms of our ability to dominate, we should have dominated offensively. We should have. <laughs> I agree. I mean, look. Here's the thing. I have a hard. I have a hard time at nine and four right now. Um, and, and hey. Being objective, Mm -hmm. all right, this was a game that I went into saying we had to dominate them. It didn't matter. uh, Defensive line, offensive line. We had to establish and meet them, Mm -hmm. okay? I felt as though physically we did that. That Both sides of the ball. We did that on defense. I, I think I we, did, we did that on defense. Yeah, we did that on defense. Offensively, you were you were dominating the, at the, the first half. You had some jumbo packages. That, I mean, you still rushed for 122 yards. Yeah, you needed 100. You, you got it. You still got it, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And so I, I understand. We The passing game, Dak doesn't look like MVP form. There are some, some throws that he damn sure definitely missed, okay. But when you pull out a victory like this and you can say as a team that this – we can't separate the offense from the defense. We can critique and say, all right, well, hey, we got to get better. But this was a team win, especially mm-hmm. when you have a defense that gutted it out the way that they did. Even when he turned the ball over, here comes Randy Gregory tipping the ball up to him. I mean, <laughs> guys are making plays. And so this is a team win. That's all I'm saying. And Dak, and Dak, if, if we know anything about Dak, the one thing about that one interception at the end of the game, that is uncustomary for Dak. He does not throw dumb interceptions like that, and we saw one. Of the, of the three games that he's had less than 100, 100 passing rating. rating over the last four games, okay? This game, he had 211 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions, 58.8. Against New Orleans, 238 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, 79 rating. Against Las Vegas, balled out, 375, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 106.3. And then go back to KC, 216, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, 57.9. So he's had one game this out is, of the this last is not, four. I would agree with you if this was a one-game or a two-game thing. This is reoccurring. This is something that is compounding 
as you need to be getting stronger towards the end of the season. So 9-4, and four, you feel good. That's awesome. That don't mean crap when you go on that three- or four-game stretch that you need as soon as the, as soon as the regular season ends. Yeah. It, I mean, there's good points on both sides. I agree with, with both of your thought process because you're 9-4. and four. You feel good. You're at top of the division. you got to <laughs> find a way, though, to peak at the right time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're not peaking right now. Defensively, you you're are, peaking, though. Yes, yes. Let's talk about that <laughs> when we come back because the defense is peaking. When we come back, you are, though. I'm going to tell you why this is the most exciting defense in the entire NFL right when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobs at caliber.com. That's jobs at caliber.com. Welcome back in to Talking Cowboys. Did you slim up your wallet? It even looks flatter this week. No, I'm a little bit slimmer. Did you, so you, did you clean it out a little bit over no, the I weekend? Didn't touch it. What are you talking about? A little Where's winter yours? cleaning? <laughs> I didn't. I my, didn't my encyclopedia is back. In my bag back there. That's the yeah, only place you, it can be. Yeah, yeah that's all. I, in your pocket. <laughs> I, need, I need it where it can go over my shoulder a little fanny bit. Pack. Yeah, exactly right. All right, we've got Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and we were talking about the offense, but we're going to stay positive for hey. the remainder of this show because the Cowboys got a big win. 27 to nothing, or excuse me, I wish it was 27 to nothing. Yeah, go back, go back. 27 to 20. It could have very easily been Should that. Should have been. Should have been that, but a second half charge from the Washington football team at least made it a ball game. But let's talk about the defense, man. Okay. Yeah, talk about it. I believe at this point in the season, there is no defense 
more exciting to watch Agreed. in the entire NFL Agreed. than the Dallas Cowboys. No rebuttal there. Team speed, pressure, mm. swagger, scoring touchdowns, defensive touchdowns on multiple occasions. We had a back-to-back games with a scoop and score, back-to-back games with an interception of a, a defensive lineman. That's never happened in mm. Cowboys history. Mm. Then you got guys like Micah Parsons, star. Not just a rookie talent. No, he is a star in this league already with two more sacks, a forced fumble that resulted in a touchdown. And then you've got Trayvon Diggs leading the NFL in interceptions, and he almost had a couple more yesterday. So do you agree with that fact of this is the most exciting defense in the entire league right now? They've made some strides. They're doing some good things. I love to see where they are right now. Getting mm-hmm. turnovers is special. I think those questions have been asked if, hey, man, if can they continue this of getting turnovers like this each and every game? And psh, they have. Um, LVE, we had a where is LVE sign <laughs> around here. And I think we found 55. Yeah. I think 55 showed up. He had some really physical plays that he was making at the line of scrimmage, some things that he did in pass protection. I mean, come on, man. There are some, there are things, there are guys that are stepping up, but still, Anthony Brown, please, when the ball hits your hands like that, man, you got to get the interception. You got to get it. Yeah, two go right through his hands. That should have been. you talk about Heineke. Heineke was trying to give up a lot of their turnovers (laughs) yesterday. He had one throw that hit like three different defenders, dog. So come on now. I don't hold Heineke and Prescott at the same freaking level. No, no, I would, <laughs> no that, that, okay, okay. I'm just making sure that wasn't a comparison. No, I, uh, I would hold on, hold on. Drug test me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that ever exactly, happened. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I was just making sure. Like, wait a minute. There. Yeah, come uh, on. No, uh, I, I, these guys are balling. Anytime that you can identify two to one to two guys at every level of your defense that you can say, I this these guys are problems. I think you're in a good position. And you you pair that up with the fact that Dan Quinn is a heck of a coordinator. He knows how to put his guys in position to be successful. It's a great pairing. It's it's one thing to have talent. It's another thing to know how to utilize your talent, right? It's just like resources, just like anybody that's living their life. If you have a a great network, but you never utilize them, they they might as well not even have it. Mm. So Dan Quinn knows how to utilize these guys, and he knows how to create mismatches, create ISOs, so that these guys can win their individual matchups, which in turn help the entire defense out. These guys are playing well. The defensive line looks amazing. You got D-Law killing it, Gallimore showing up, and then you got got Gregory. You got three guys, and there's a bunch of other guys that are making plays too, there's three guys that you definitely have to circle when you play these guys and be like, we need to know where these guys are. Then you go to the second level. You got Micah Parsons making a play, making plays. He's obviously up. He should be up for the for the defensive MVP and put him in the category with the whole MVP because that dude is making an impact everywhere every time he it's, sets up. It's almost every show we have uh, going yeah. along. It's like, yeah, rookie of the year. Are we going to be there? It's like, okay, now rookie of the, yeah. of the year. It's wrapped I mean, up. Two more defensive sacks, player of the year. You're great. Okay, let's let's just keep going. Now you're throwing him into like MVP caliber talk because of the to. way he's playing. He has to. And then you look in the secondary and you have Kirsch showing up and then you obviously have Diggs. <laughs> I know Diggs was pissed yesterday. He should yeah. have another pick. But as I, as I, again, as you start facing these teams, who who are they, who are they going to have to circle and say, how are we going to deal with these guys? That's what we expected offensively whenever we play teams. We say, okay, there's no way that you can match everybody that we put out there on against you. All right, we got Dak, we got Zeke, we got TP, we got, we got all the resources. You can't guard all of us. And now it's becoming the same thing on defense. It's like, you can't key in on one of us. 
And I love the selflessness of this defense and the yeah. credit that they all give each other in the yeah. interviews and talking about, you know, how it's a it's a team thing. And Micah's pointing to the same thing. And Tank, being an established veteran in this league, he, he's moving all around, left and right. It was one point where we was five on five and everybody had to yeah. win an individual matchup, as you just talked about. And there was – for offenses, even when you go into the playoffs, I don't care who you face, they have to worry about mm-hmm. that. They have to worry about that. I, I believe also from Malik Hooker, he had that one um, the the, the in, penalty. penalty. Yeah. I don't know how you play defense anymore. I mean, he turned it's to the bad. side. If he could have legit cleaned his clock if he came across his face, but he didn't. Yeah. Uh, but he still we still got 15 yards he, on that. He was like on his way out of bounds. Yeah. Why was that even a penalty? The league's getting soft. I just, I don't know. That was that was dumb. But all in all, I, I mean, I just love the ball-hawking ability. And it just felt like these guys were, when they got to third down, it was like a party. It's like, man, they coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh they coming. If it's third and eight, oh, they pinning their ears, man. They coming after you. And I think that's what makes this this season so exciting is in the past. I mean, it is not out of the ordinary for everyone to kind of perk up, kind of turn their, put their snacks down, kind of look at the TV a little bit more intently when the Cowboys offense takes the field and you see Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper trotting out to the huddle. Now you, you do the exact same thing for the defense. You see Micah Parsons coming out off the sidelines, Marcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, you perk up a little bit, you, Kind of get more intense because you know something's about to happen. Which unit are you more excited to watch right now, offense or defense? Defense. For sure. I agree. Hmm. I hope it changes. I hope the offense catches right back up. Right this second, it's definitely the defense. I mean, and I'm going to say the defense because I feel like I'm watching something special every time 11 is on the field. He's going to – you know he's going to do something. That that sack strip fumble that led to a touchdown, that's just – man, Heineke right now, he hurting, man. He in a hot tub right now (laughs) behind that because Michael put his – the full weight of that 11 on him. Drove him into the carpet, man. NFL Network showing it Yeah, they're showing it it's slow motion as we're talking and about that's it. That. <laughs> All the way through. I love it. Nine and a half it. sacks in the last six games. It's time most by a rookie since O'Neal back in 1986. So, Boy. I mean, it seems like every game we're getting those stats that haven't happened in 40 years mm. from Micah Parsons. He's a generational type of player at this very moment. He is on that track. Yeah. He's got a long career ahead of him, hopefully. Mm-hmm. He's got a long career going. But in terms of rookie seasons by a defender, it's hard to match what Michael Parsons but, is doing right now. But it's awesome. Again, I mean, as great as Michael Parsons is, as great as these other guys are, again, it keeps going back to Dan Quinn. Not only are these, are these guys talented, they're super talented and they're super hungry, but Dan Quinn knows how to get these guys in those situations. Michael Parsons versus a, a right guard, He's confident with that. So mm-hmm. guess what? I'm going to make sure that you have that one-on-one matchup. I'm going to make sure I'll put you in a position to have that opportunity to beat that man one-on-one. D-Law, you think you could beat that that, that tackle? Okay, cool. I'm going to make sure that, that schematic-wise, scheme-wise, that you're going to have that ISO all day long against that door on these third downs when you really need to go hunt. Gregory, you want that same thing? Perfect. All right, I'm going to run a stunt so that you can come in and beat that guard too. So he is literally just just creating these plays where these guys have these opportunities to go out and show what they're capable of. It, it's, it's organized 
organized and it's schemed up, but it almost reminds me of backyard football. Yeah. Of football in the street of in the dirt. Heckma's going up against this guy from the from the side or from the street down or the block down the road. And he looks up at him and he goes, I got you. Like it looks him in the eye. I've gotten that look from Heckma a couple times. I've got you on this one. This is it. It's happening. And then bam. And then Heckma's got that matchup. He knows he's gonna have it and he's got a strip sack fumble and he's running the other direction. But you know, guys, it don't take much for me to jump out the cake, but I said it at the beginning of the week. You know, I didn't expect for Taylor Heineke to have any success. I, I don't. I think yeah. he's a he's a marginal quarterback, uh, he's, he, and he smelled exactly like he should have that whole game, like a dump truck. We put him in his proper place. We talk about them and their four game winning streak that they were on, and we tried to make them bigger than what they were. Their carriage turned back into a pumpkin in front of our eyes, and now everybody <laughs> has to understand. Look, no, this is a game, divisional game. When you win a divisional game on the road. That means something. Mm-hmm. And no matter how you you could you could red flag this, red flag that, yep. you got the W. Mm-hmm. All right. Exactly. And you now you go up to New York and you got it, whether it's three zero, however you pull these games out, Absolutely. this is exactly what you have to do at this, this at this point in time. But my question I had to ask you, have you ever been a part of a game where in the first half it's just like it, this over with? Mm-hmm. We got these mm-hmm. boys. Yeah, it's hard to play up like that. It's hard, it's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard to play up like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, 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 wait, you're saying playing up like that when or you're playing, playing down It's like hard that. to play up. It's hard when you're when you're up by a good margin. It and you're dominating. Yeah, you're dominating. It's, it's hard to keep that going, but it is necessary to keep it going because you're playing professionals. You're playing professionals. And if you ease up off the gas. You saw what happened yesterday. You saw what happens. The other team gains momentum. Now, all of a sudden, you're, it's just like racing somebody. If you're racing somebody and you're killing them, right, and boom, all of a sudden, you, you pull up because, you know, you got another 30 yards and you're yeah, all, yeah. about to just coast. And these here, this, here comes doggone Usain Bolt. He's like, oh, crap. Now you're trying to kick it back in gear. Can't. Their momentum's already rolling. That's what happened when Barry Church beat you in that race. Wow. Right? No, that's, that's just... definitely a metaphor. No. <laughs> 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 nope. It wouldn't nope, happen it in wouldn't real happen life. like that. Sorry, BC. <laughs> All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, we have our fun segment, one of our favorite segments here on Talking Cowboys. It's time to hand out some smelly stickers when we return. The Cowboys beat the Washington football team 27-20. to We'll hand out some smelly stickers. Scratch and sniff on Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. 
Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can yeah. do for you. See more, do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. You just not into it today, Isaiah? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I was looking at the smelly stickers and I'm laughing at you being out of breath. Being out of breath? <laughs> running up there. My <laughs> You hear me? You hear that one breath in there? Go. <gasps> I'm looking at my stickers, and I'm trying to think about what, what I could say about this. Oh, yeah. You're trying to get creative with it? Yeah. It's our weekly segment, at least every week for a so Cowboys good. win. And it does smell so good, doesn't it? It does. Smelly stickers. It's our version of helmet stickers. Or uh, Chris, if you want to take our camera here, I can maybe show off the helmet. This is what we've got so far. So we've started putting the numbers and kind of who ends up earning each smelly sticker. We've started putting their numbers and kind of giving them some full-blown credit. We've moved on to the second side. Isaiah decided to go with like the biggest <laughs> sticker on the entire <laughs> yeah, sheet yes. to try and put on the yeah. on the helmet. Yes. So we've got our smelly stickers this week. We'll get Rob's put in here as well here in a moment. I may text him and see if he responds. But Heckman, we'll start with you at like we always do. Who you got for your first smelly sticker? Well, I tell you what, I'm gonna t- tell you about a guy. That we were waiting to get back in. Number 94 Mm. has not disappointed. I am going to give you a banana because yesterday you were bananas on the field. And that's Mr. Randy Gregory. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm going to get you right there. Having all three of those guys back, we talked about the possibilities. We really did. And we we knew that it was going to make an impact, right? Yeah. We didn't know it was going to explode. And that's what they did yesterday with the five sacks, four takeaways. And, man, was it exciting to watch. All right, Isaiah, who you got? I'm still trying to figure out which one of these is going to represent him. Okay. Hmm. All right. Let's go ahead and roll with this one. Um, I am going to go with this one right here. Oh, little tiny little yeah, tiny little guy. Right you went here. from the biggest sticker on the board to maybe the li- little the smallest one. Yep. What is that? It's a, it's a it's a pineapple with a backpack. Oh, okay, cool. He has a backpack on, and I'm going to give this to uh, Neville Gallimore. Ah, all right, the biggest guy. Um, but he carried a team like a Jansport yesterday. And I and I honestly believe that his presence allowed for a lot of our guys to ball out yesterday. He came in, he was doing his due um, after a long time off. This is preseason we haven't seen this dude right. Right, since the Arizona game. Um, and he came back ready to play in shape, right, and ready to make an impact. And he brought everybody on like a Jansport and allowed everybody to make plays. So there you go. Gallimore. Like a Jansport. Put it on that other side yeah, of the helmet. I'm putting it right yeah, by yeah. my by, by your big old strawberry. Yeah. Who are you going with, Kyle Yeomans? I'm going to go with this little cake pop right here. It's cake a little pop. little pink cake pop. I don't know what mm. kind of cake pop it is. It mm. might be red velvet. Mm. I don't know. It may be vanilla. Mm. But we know it was exciting because it popped Tre- or, excuse me, Taylor Heineke a couple times Uh-oh. yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's Mr. Micah Parsons. Hey. Popped him for a loss. Uh-oh. Did you stick it to the desk? Uh-oh. Oh, here we go, Kyle. <laughs> 
It's just please show that. Please show the camera. The blooper what is real. What did you just do, bro? It's stuck to what? the desk. This is not going to be good. Wow. Chris is going to get after me. I'm sorry. I'll get it fixed. I promise. But now I got to find another cake pop. That's, that's Derek's seat, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And he's coming up next. <laughs> I think maybe. I don't know. Well, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to find another cake pop. But it's going to Micah Parsons because he had a couple of sacks and of course the force fumble and company. So I'm going to let Micah Parsons get that cake pop Victory for popping Monday. Heineke on a Victory Monday. I did not want to stick this to the table more than it's already stunk. Uh, all right. Rob Phillips is going with another defensive lineman. No no surprise we're going with the, the front seven here. Front seven across who did, the board. Who did he go with? He went with Demarcus Lawrence. How about that? Little D-Law action. Second game back, he has a sack. And that was – I don't know what it was about that sack, but it felt special. Did it? Did it? Am I alone in that regard? I felt like he getting a sack after the long time off and not having a sack for a while. I feel like left out. Yeah, getting in on the act. Yeah, I think he felt a little left out. Uh uh. Not this time. (laughs) No, no, no. You gonna let me in? Not in this one. So no, man. And like like we've talked about this entire segment, guys. It's it's defense bailed us out. Um, offense, man, they got work to do. I I would agree with that. I think that can definitely be better, Isaiah. Uh, I don't know if it's the mechanics, if it's if he's hurting, if it's the calf, what's know. going on. But you have obviously uh, enough to say his QBR from here to there has been slipping because of something. Yeah, what that something is, we're gonna have to figure it out. Yep. We are going to have to figure it out. Luckily, it's not our job to figure it out. we got a lot of smart people on the other side of the building that can do it. I thought it it was our job. No, we don't have anything to do with the game. Didn't you know that? That's okay. Uh, We'll talk to the fans tomorrow, though. How about that? They have something to do with the game sometimes. And we've got Cowboys Nation's calls on the way for a talking Tuesday. You can go ahead and line us up. Give us a call at 888-855-2297. We're going to take fan calls tomorrow on a talking Tuesday, a victory talking Tuesday. As the Cowboys are 9-4, and and they are on top of the NFC East. Three games to play, or excuse me, three games up with four games to play. Cowboys can lock up the division as soon as the game against Washington in Week 16. So that's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys today. For Chris Bean, doing great work as always. Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips on the road. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!